You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word, which is spirit and is life. I ask, O oh God, for utterance. I ask that you anoint these leaps of clay. Help us, O oh God. Speak, speak and let your servants hear. Speak, O oh Father, speak through these lips. In Jesus' name, amen. Wonderful. Yeah, we've been talking about God's combined harvester. You know, and I don't know what is going on inside you as you hear these messages. I don't know what's going on inside you. Are you just saying, oh, well, this is a good message? Or are you just saying, wow, okay, that sounds nice. Or are you doing something? Are you part of God's combined harvester? Are you part of God's team for bringing in the harvest? For bringing in the lost. Do you really, do you have a heart for the lost? Or are you only interested in yourself? Are you only interested in making your life better? Is that, is that, is that what you're living for? Are you just living so that, okay, I got a good job, I have a good house, I have a beautiful wife, a handsome husband, I have beautiful kids. I have a mansion, I have the car of my dreams, the house of my dreams, and all of that. If that's what you're living for, honestly, it's a miserable life. Okay? It's a miserable life, miserable um, thing to live for. Why? Because these things are passing away. They are what? Passing away. They're passing away. Now, I'm not saying those things are not good. They're good. And you should um, aspire to improve. You should aspire to grow. Grow in your career and all of that. But let it not just be about that. Let it not just be about that. Because you can have everything together and end up in hell. You know that. Yeah. You can have everything you have. You have everything that life can provide. Everything that money can buy. And end up eternally separated from God. Jesus put it nicely. He said, what shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world? And loses his soul. And sometimes we need to be reminded of these things. Because Christians nowadays don't even think about. Don't think so much about eternity anymore. Is that not so? Okay, you're not talking. I know you're angry with me. No problem. You can stone me after this. 
Yeah. So, Pastor, are you saying are you saying that I shouldn't um, I shouldn't want to improve? You should. But know the reason. Why should God bless you? Why? If you are to go to God and say, God, I want you to bless me with this. Why should if he asks you why should I do why should I do that? What are you going to tell him? What are you going to tell him? Lord, I need promotion. And if he asks you why, what are you going to tell him? Hmm? Yeah. I need to succeed in my business. Great, but why? 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 What's the purpose? What's the reason? Sometimes I do ask myself these questions. Okay? Yeah. I do ask myself these questions. Okay, what is the essence of all of this? So if you can answer it, if you can be honest and you answer it, it reveals to you the state of your heart. It reveals to you the state of your heart. So many Christians today, the reason why we, we were so easily offended and it's so hard to appease us because we're so full of ourselves. No, that's the truth. Yeah, we're so full of ourselves that everything needs to revolve around us. So if it doesn't go according to my preference, then things are not okay. Who told you things are not okay? Hmm? Who told you? Did God tell you? That things are not okay? No. He didn't tell you that. No, your mind told you that. Your, your, your whatever it is. But you're listening to somebody else. So, in your quest for a better life, a better standard of living and all of that, please don't forget the purpose. Don't forget the purpose. It's for the kingdom of God. It's all because of him. If you like, you can say God is self-centered. If you are bold enough to say that, you can say that. But think about, look at it this way. His, he, his love for you made him to kill his son for you. He did not withhold his son. His only son. He gave him up. He told Jesus, go and die for them. Go die for them. And then we're not ready to make any sacrifice for anybody. 
He gave all for us. But we want everybody to sacrifice for us. But we're not ready to sacrifice for anybody. Isn't that interesting? May the Lord help us. Yeah. We need mercy. Honestly, we need to cry to God to help us. We need God to deliver us from some things that have taken hold of our hearts. We have been bewitched by the system of this world. And we need deliverance from that. Let God deliver us. All of us. I'm the chief. I need help. I need help. The Lord help us. Yeah. That's the truth. Matthew chapter 9, verse 35. You know, I didn't plan to say these things, but I'm just speaking from my heart. It's okay if God doesn't do anything for me again. Honestly, I'm contented. I just want to please him. Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep, having no shepherd. You see, Jesus saw the people and he was moved with compassion. And I wonder why we are not moved with compassion today. That's why I say we need deliverance. Yeah, we need help. How you can be comfortable with your neighbor going to hell or your brother going to hell or your sister going to hell beats my imagination. And I'm sure Jesus is even more shocked at the state of his church. Yeah. So church now it's about events that entertain us and make us feel good. It's not about salvation of souls. We're not even thinking. All right? We're going to be having outreach on Saturday. And I hope you'll be there. I hope you will make at least avail yourself of God to use you. Please. I hope you can put something aside and face the kingdom of God for, for at least for once. Something is wrong. Something is fundamentally wrong with the body of Christ. 
So we were okay with as long as we're comfortable. And may God not allow you to be too comfortable to obey him. I know some people won't say amen to that. It's okay. But you'll hear it from me. One thing we are committed to in this house is the truth. Whether it's pleasant or not. Sometimes when you go to the doctor and you're sick, you know what? (laughs) The doctor cuts you. And you are happy about that. Yeah. And you pay him large sums of money for that. He puts you in pain. And you say, thank you so much, doctor. Yeah. And after that, you know, they give you painkillers to, you know, to help you to, to, to heal slowly as you heal slowly. And you don't say, I won't go there anymore. You still go back to him. Tells you, I want to see you in how many weeks? And you still go there again. Hmm? Yeah. Why? Because he's taking care of your body. Okay? He's taking care of your body. He's removing that thing in your body that is causing discomfort. But then, when people come to church and they are something that is removing, trying to remove that which causes their souls, to be defective, they get angry. So, <laughs> may God help us. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, may God help us. Yeah, we need help. We all need help. I read one book years ago. Brothers and sisters, we have a problem. That's the title of the book. Brothers and sisters, we have a problem. When I read that book, I was crying. I would drop it and I would weep and I say, Lord, have mercy on us. Oh, this was years ago. Years ago. We have a problem. We need mercy. We need mercy. We who have been shown the love of God, we who have received the gift of salvation, we who have experienced the goodness of God, This is taste and see that the Lord is good. We who have tasted of the goodness of God, of the riches of his grace, are not thinking of the person next door, are not thinking of our brother and sister. Brothers and sisters, we have a problem. We have a problem. May God help us. We have a major problem. So, we have been seduced by the systems of this world. The reason why you're still alive and Jesus didn't take you after you got born again is because he wants you, you have a calling. It's because you have a purpose. It's because you have something to do. 
That's why you're still here. That's why we're all still here. Yeah. I remember the days that uh, going to church, I'm stopping here to pick this person, pick this person, pick this person. You are coming to church with me. I'm coming to pick you. These days, we don't do things like that. <laughs> Come on, look straight. I'm not, nobody will know I'm talking to you. Nobody will know I'm talking about you. Just look straight. Say, mm, mm, mm. I can't believe people can be so self-centered. I can't believe people don't even care about a soul. There's nobody you are praying for. There's nobody you are praying, bringing before the Lord daily to say, Lord, do something. Help me. Show me how to rescue this soul. Their friends I speak to, they get angry, they get mad at me. I give them a space and then I go back again. And we have to keep knocking, keep knocking until they open up. Until they receive. Because in heaven they are going to thank you so much. You know, I was, I was, I was listening to a testimony. This guy, you know, the Lord took him to hell. Now, I, I know, you know. Anyway, yeah, just let me just tell you the story because I can't tell you I'm interested. So the Lord took this guy to hell and was showing him. And he saw a congregation in hell. So there's a compartment of hell with Christians. Okay, he saw a congregation and the pastor was preaching to the people in hell. And the people came to him and then, you know, they will hit him and they say, if you had told us the truth, we would not have been here. You didn't tell us the truth. That is why you are here. And the pastor's punishment is that he has to keep preaching and he is in torment. As he's preaching to those people. Telling them, but nobody can get, get be saved in hell. Nobody can get out. Huh? But I don't want anybody to accuse me of not telling them the truth. Amen? Amen. So I have a responsibility to tell the truth. You have the responsibility whether to, what you do with it is up to you. If it offends you, God bless you. Makes you angry, okay, no problem. But I, I want us to be people of compassion. I want us to be people that when we look and we see, something will move inside us. So God needs to do a work inside our hearts. God needs to, you know, I don't know what, how he's going to do it, but something needs to change inside. Something needs to be changed. Hello, Midran. It's not just about status. Hello. We need to be moved. 
You need to be moved. You need to be moved with compassion. You need to look and see, Lord, what is going to happen? How can I help? What can I do to bring about a change? That's how we should be thinking. Otherwise, we will end up in this rat race. You know, and, and listen, make no mistake. God is going to bless you tremendously. But you need to know the purpose for that. It's not just to make you feel good. And enjoy the good things of life. I mean, good things are good. The, I mean, it, it helps when you have extra money. Then you have a bit more comfort. And you have more options to do things. Am I correct? But wouldn't it be great if, if we can have... You know, how about if you turn your party, your birthday party into an evangelism opportunity. I remember when we used to do those things. They say, oh, I have a party. And you invite unbelievers. And then use that as an opportunity to preach to them. So they eat your food and then they get the word of God. Let's start thinking like that. Let's start thinking of find ways. Because there's not just one way that God reaches people. God can use each and every one of us in diverse ways. As different as we are. God can give each and every one of us creative strategies. Are you following? Amen. Yeah. And I'm like, Lord, when did we, how did we get to this place? It wasn't like this before. It didn't start like this. Jesus didn't start the church like this. It didn't start like this. That's why I'm not interested. There are some prayers I don't pray anymore. I stopped praying some prayers a long time ago because I'm seeing this thing is, 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 is built, is, is feeding a monster inside us. Instead of starving that monster and feeding the Spirit of God, feeding the compassion of God in you, opening you up, to begin to have the feelings that God has. I remember the times we used to pray, God, give me a fraction of the feeling that you have for, 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 for the lost. Give me a fraction of the feeling that you have for the nation. Give me a fraction of the, the feelings that you have. I, I, I can't handle all of it, but give me what I can handle. You, you get me? We need to start, we need to begin to realign ourselves and, and say, Lord, help me, help me. 
When you start praying like that, you start getting less critical. Oh, look at this person. You have this to say. You are, what, how does that help anything? But you see, when you have compassion, even if something is wrong, you go into the place of prayer. You begin to pray for the person. You find ways to help the person. That is different. But oh no. We have our own ideals. What we have created in our minds. And that's the image we're pursuing. Modern day idolatry. That's what it's called. May all idols be brought down. In the name of Jesus. Yeah, we accuse people of ancestral worship and all kinds of idolatry. But we have our own. We have our own. We have our own. Yeah. So those idols blind our eyes. And because those idols are compatible with religion, you can come to church, sing hallelujah, raise your hands, dance, and still go out. You know that some Christians are the most wicked people on the earth today. I'm telling you. They might not kill you physically, but they will kill you with their mouths. Speaking damnable things about their brothers and sisters. And then they smile. No compassion. When Jesus saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them. Now, when you see, when you see something wrong, what moves inside you? Is it compassion or is it a critical spirit? What moves inside you? What is it that, that, that moves you? What is it that provokes you? When Jesus saw Jerusalem, he wept over Jerusalem. What makes you to weep? What are the things that make you weep? <laughs> Hello? I know it's a quiet morning. What is it that makes you weep? Things that have to do with you. Right? Your comfort. Come on. Yeah. Things that have to do with your preference. Things that have to do with your ambition. Those are the things that cause you to weep. But you can't see that the devil is fighting for the soul of this nation. You can't see that. Hmm? Let's be real. The devil is after. 
He's after your family. He's after your soul. He's after the nation. He's after our communities. He's after our cities. <laughs> but we can't, we don't see. He says, Who is blind but my servant? Who is blind? My servant. He can't see. When he sees, he looks, he can't even observe. He's looking, but he's not seeing nothing. Blind men see better than many people. When he saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion for them. If nothing moves inside you, there is something wrong. Because if Jesus were here, he would be moved by what is going on. <laughs> there is no, no political party that can save this nation. Do you know that? Yeah, no political party can save this nation. And if God called you into politics, please go into it. But understand that there's no party that can save this nation. Only Jesus can save. Yeah. So God's people, a lot of Christians go in there, they become even worse. <laughs> Don't you know some? Why? They drank the wine of the world and they got drunk. And now it has captivated their souls. So you can't even tell anymore. You know that nowadays you can't tell who is a child of God and who is not. You know? Somebody put it this way. The, the, the world has gotten more, uh, more churchy and the church has gotten more worldly. So there's a blend. It's like two oceans meeting, you know, in the Cape. You know, the Atlantic Ocean and then the Indian Ocean come together, they mix. After they mix, you can't tell. So that's what is happening in the spirit. There's a convergence that is happening. So somebody has to wake up and say, Lord, no! Yeah, I remember reading history of revivalists. People like Charles Finney will go into a town. When Charles Finney gets into the town, 80% of the town gets saved. Can you imagine that? 80% of people. Sometimes even 90%. When it gets into town, what happens? They, they, the brothels all close down. The pubs close down. The casinos close down. Why? Why do they close down? All the people get saved. Please have no, no, there's, there's no more work, no crime. Crime goes down to zero. This happened. It's, it's, it's recorded. Go check it out. 
So those are people that will go and, and pray and say, God, you have to do something. We, you, you have to move. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. Let the powers of darkness, all this city be broken. We break that. You go and they will lock themselves. Father Nash will go and lock himself for months. Praying, praying and crying for the souls of men. That God will deliver the city. God will deliver the town. And then they preach one simple message, then everybody gets saved. But now we have so many podcasts, we have so many, uh, I mean, we, it's, it's everywhere. But yet, we are not seeing a change. There's something wrong. I'm telling you, something is fundamentally wrong. Our messages excite us. But they don't change us. There's something wrong. Let's not pretend. It's not okay. It's not okay. The idol of feel good. And you know. Whatever it is you call it. Has taken over. Has taken the throne. And people cannot endure sound doctrine anymore. People cannot endure any teaching that convicts them. There's no more conviction. Let me tell you. The, the, Bible, the, the Bible has not changed. God has not changed. These people had the same Bible, the same Holy Spirit, the same salvation. But something is wrong with our generation. I want you to have compassion on this generation. This generation is going to hell. Wake up. Pastors included. Bishops, apostles, prophets included. There's something wrong. Something is wrong. We need a visitation of God. We need God to change our hearts. We need God. I'm telling you, we need God. We need God. We need the help of God. We can't help ourselves. We need to start crying about our state. We're not in a good state. Something is wrong. And we're not being told the truth. He said we're being told you don't need to repent. Because, because you have grace you shouldn't repent. We're being encouraged. To remain on the highway that leads to destruction. Broad, broad is the way. But Jesus says there is a narrow way. You don't hear such messages anymore. Something is wrong. 
something is wrong. Something is wrong. We must change this thing. We must change it. I must change it. We're going, we will be having prayer on Friday. We, we need to pray and cry for this. We need to cry for ourselves first. Then we need to cry for the church. Then we need to cry for the nation. Somebody has bewitched us. Somebody has bewitched us. We have imbibed, we have embraced a lie. No compassion, no love. You know, we, we, there's something wrong. This, this can't be. And, and many times I, I keep saying to myself, but why is, why is Christianity different now from when I first get, got saved? What is, what is different? Why are Christians different? Why is it that people don't care about their brother or their... Why? 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 Why are we so loveless? Why are we... Why don't we have compassion? There's something wrong. And myself included. I used to be so compassionate. I don't know what happened to me. I don't know. If you ask me, I don't know. But I need help. If you don't know what to pray for, pray for me, please. I need help. I need help. How one can be comfortable looking at his brother suffering. I don't understand. It's not supposed to be like that. But that's the norm. How a Christian can do business with another Christian and the Christian will defraud the Christian. Dupe him. All in the name of the Lord. I don't understand. I don't understand. Do you know that when people tell me, oh, this, this business person is a pastor. I, do you know what? I just walk away. I'm telling you. The moment you introduce yourself as a pastor, I'm afraid. Something is wrong. Something is wrong. We are sick. The church is sick. We need help. Help us. How somebody can, he can bring his brother down so that he can rise. How, how, how you can speak bad about somebody, destroy his image so that you can look good. And still lift up your hands to the Lord. In the same family. I, I don't understand. There's something wrong. Something is wrong. And we need God's mercy. We need God's mercy. We need God's mercy. That God will heal us. 
God will heal us, heal our hearts, change our hearts, give us a kind of heart that Jesus died for. Something we need to be compassionate. And compassion is not something you fabricate. You can't make it up. You, you, you can't pretend it's there. If it's there, it will be real. People will know. People, they, people will experience it. We need this thing. If in the early church, if in the early church there was no need among the people, how did they achieve that? Family, <laughs> oh God, help me, help me. You know, I have many things to share with you, but I can't share because I, I can't, it's, it's, it can't be like, we can't just continue every day like that. We're sick, we need a physician, we need help. You cannot continue to pretend. You know, you can pretend if you are sick, even when you take Panado, they tell you that after some time when symptoms Persist. Go and see a doctor. So we cannot pretend. We are sick. We are sick. We need healing. We need healing. Amen. We need God to help us. Amen. Yes, Lord. Revive us. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Change our hearts. Yes, Give us a heart. That can feel what God feels. How does God feel about your brother? Can you have a little bit of that? How does God feel about your sister? Can you have a little bit of that? How does God feel about the loss? Can you have a little bit of that? We need to pray for ourselves. We need help. We need help. We cannot continue like this. We cannot. We need help. I know that I need help. If you cannot see that you need help, I can see that I need help. Lord of mercy, have mercy. I want to be moved with compassion. I want to be moved when I see things. I don't, I don't want to just be like, you know, you, you remember the story of the good Samaritan? The priest came and he walked past. But the Samaritan, the Samaritan, he looked and he had compassion. He had compassion. He took that guy. He picked him up. Paid for him to be treated. When last did you pay for somebody to be treated? With all the blessings you have. When last did you even hear God say, go and get groceries for this person? When, when last have you even heard that before? 
Have you ever heard God say that to you? When last did God tell you, fill this person's tank? Have you ever heard God say that? Huh? And you say you are a Christian. What kind of Christianity is that? What kind of Christianity is that? When last you see, see that child, that child that is fatherless and say, I will take this one and I'm going to help this one. When last did you see that? When, la- when last did you do that? That's Christianity. That's Christianity. When last you invite someone for a meal who cannot, who, someone who cannot also invite you for a meal. Huh? When last did you do that? You see? These things I'm saying are normal things. But they're strange to us. Because of what we have become. We have become something else. Hmm? When last? Yeah. So everything is about self, 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 self. It's too much. It will kill us. If we continue like this, it will destroy us. And then it will stop people from coming into the kingdom. Yeah. We need to have a change of heart. We need a change of heart. We need a change of heart. I don't know about you. I do. I need a change of heart. I need to be able to, I need to be able to, um, to start doing the things that I used to do before that I have forgotten. Yeah. I need to give up some personal comforts for the, for the betterment of another person. That's Christianity. That's Christianity. Not doing everything for show, everything for show, everything for show. What is that? I want us to get to a point where we can we can help people, where we can make a real difference in the lives of people. Where we can impact lives in in tangible ways. That's the gospel. That's the gospel. People should be able to eat because of us. Do you understand? People should be able to, to... People should be warm because of us. Yeah. And we are all in different place at, at a different place. You know yourself, your walk with God, and all of that. But I'm just telling you, as for me, I've been doing some repenting. Amen. Because there's something wrong. Yeah. 
If you are going to make money, make money so that you can make a difference. Make money so that you can change lives. Make money so that you can use it for the kingdom of God. That, that, that one, that, that's what it is all about. Jesus, Lord, have mercy. Have mercy upon us. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Deliver us from this bewitchment. Deliver us, O Father. Whatever it is that has taken root in our hearts, that has desensitized us to the true state of things and blinded us from seeing what we should see. Lord, deliver us. Deliver us, Lord. Let's begin to pray. Come on, just begin to pray. Pray, pray. Ask for mercy. Ask for mercy. Lord, have mercy. Change my heart. Change my heart, Lord. Change my heart. Change my heart, oh God. Change my heart, oh God. Lord, my God. Whatever it is. Whatever it is. Whatever it is, oh God, that has, has desensitized us and has corrupted our hearts. Lord, purge us, oh God, I pray that you will have mercy upon us. Lord God, have mercy upon me, oh God. Lord my God, have mercy, have mercy. Have mercy, oh God, have mercy. Lord my God, give me a heart, oh God. Give me a new heart, oh God. A heart that can move, can be moved with compassion. The kind of heart Jesus had, that's the kind of heart I'm asking for, Lord. Lord, my God, help us. Help us, oh Father. We have failed you. Lord, forgive us. Have mercy upon us. Forgive us, oh God. Forgive us, oh God. We have been so absorbed in ourselves. Oh my God. Have mercy. Have mercy upon us. Have mercy upon us, oh God. Have mercy, Lord. Have mercy, Lord. Forgive us. Forgive us, oh God. Forgive us, oh God. For allowing ourselves, oh God, to come so low, oh God. Oh my God, we plead for mercy. We plead for mercy. Have mercy upon us, even as a church. Have mercy upon us. Have mercy upon us, oh God. Forgive us, oh God. For our wickedness, oh God. Lord, my God, forgive us for our wickedness. Our wickedness is great before you. Oh, my God, have mercy. 
Lord, I plead for mercy. Let the blood of Jesus cleanse us. Cleanse us. Cleanse our hearts. Cleanse our consciences, oh God. Purify our hearts, oh God. Purify our consciences again. Lord, my God. That we'll become sensitive again. Sensitive. That we can hear you, oh Father, concerning our brother, concerning our sister. We can hear you concerning our neighbor. We can hear you, oh Father. Whatever has blocked us, Lord, my God, help us. Oh, my Father, mercy. Have mercy, have mercy, have mercy, Lord. Oh, my Lord and my God, I plead for mercy. Oh, Father, help us. Help us, oh God. Help us, oh God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, have mercy upon us. Deliver us, oh Father, from this wickedness. Deliver us from this wickedness. The wickedness of the world has entered into us. It has entered into our hearts. Lord, cleanse us, purge us, oh God. Oh my God, help us, help us. Help us, oh God. Help us, oh Father. Help us, oh God. Oh my God, I plead for mercy, oh Father. Lord, my God, that we will not be judged with the world, oh God. But Lord God, help us, oh Father. Oh my God. Have mercy upon us. Have mercy upon us. Forgive us, oh Father. Forgive us, oh Father God, for, for, for crucifying our brothers and sisters behind their backs. Forgive us, oh God. Lord, my God, forgive us, oh Lord God. Forgive us for our hypocrisy, Lord. Forgive us. Have mercy upon us, oh God. I pray for mercy. Oh my God. Lord, my God. Oh my God. Our sin is great before you, Lord, my God. Have mercy. Have mercy, oh God. Oh my God, have mercy. Have mercy, Lord. Have mercy, Lord. Jesus. want to be just like you. <laughs> help us. Help us. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Change our hearts. Change our hearts, oh God. Oh, Lord. Oh my God. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.